Hey guys, welcome back to the Smitty and D Show. I am Tony D, and in the studio we've got someone I would like to call kind of popular. You may have seen him on Wall and Out. He's also on a show called Bossip on WeTV, and uh, on a podcast called More Than Culture. Uh, and I like to call him kind of like an internet sensation. Welcome <laughs> to the studio, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. What's happening? Chronicles. I wasn't oh, finished. Oh, my bad. Bah, 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 bah. But what if my middle name was Yeah, Yeah, What's Happening? And I was just making there sure you it go. got in there. So I, that? I hit that. <laughs> I, how you doing? I'm solid. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks how'd for get, having me. How'd you get started? In comedy or, or like pregnancy? Life. When um, were you born? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm from um, Inglewood, California, but in terms of my comedy career, have to take it back to um, about... I've always been a college, I mean college, I've always been a basketball player my whole right. entire life, all the way up through college. Yeah. And when I left college, it brought me here to Atlanta to try to work with the Hawks. Mm-hmm. While I was working with the Hawks, I um, stayed with my old college roommate in the house with a couple other guys, and we would throw parties. Okay. Like every weekend, we would have these Halloween um, um, celebrity-themed parties, so you would come dressed as whoever, like mm-hmm. you could be Tina Turner, or people was coming in as... What school you go to? Say it again. No, I'm, this is, I'm in Atlanta oh, okay. at this point in time. Okay. Yeah, I moved to Atlanta, but I'm staying with my roommate from college oh, like that's, that lives gotcha. in Atlanta now and a couple other people we knew from you know our fraternity stuff. So we're doing that. My friend Remo, uh, Remo Rod, who's actually on a podcast that I'm on now more than culture, was like, I oh, mean, you're pretty funny because I used to be there. I don't drink, so I would mm-hmm. be the bartender to make sure to people get their drinks and it kept the area clean yeah so he was but i was like you know talking to people and just making them laugh and Mm -hmm. all that he's like man you funny i'm gonna have you audition i mean i want you audition for my um uh improv group Uh so that's how i got started snack pack improv doing that and went from there doing stand up and for stand up to everything you got on your card okay Mm -hmm. well it says that you are not a baby daddy so so. no i do not have children that's Um, true (laughs) it's a lot of niggas this is my sons i don't know if i curse There's a lot of dudes that's my sons in this comedy game for sure yeah Yeah. Yeah, yeah. i'm about to put out a series of of jokes that i've had stolen oh Very there soon. You, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so you said you're from Inglewood, California. What's yes, the difference ma'am. between California and here? You think? Um, you? Ooh, so you know what's you know what's crazy? The mm. the difference, the margin and difference is shortening. The gap is shortening. And mm-hmm. I'm saying to say this, Atlanta. Are you from Atlanta? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, a lot of people from Atlanta will probably tell you that Atlanta is different because of all the people that are there now, mm-hmm. that are in Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. LA is different because of all the people that came from other places. <laughs> to there now so it's kind of this very similar in that aspect it's a lot of people that are coming to atlanta trying to be somebody right. that they weren't where what they're about from the baddies do does atlanta have better baddies than la i believe so what yeah i believe so it's it's um i think it's like way more diverse in atlanta mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's not a lot of of uh black women yeah. in Atlanta. I mean, it's, wow, that's the wrong thing. Not a lot of black women in Los Angeles like that. And for and go, good yeah. reason, because they say that, you know, the black dudes there don't really yeah. check for them there. So they be gone. How do you like walling out? I love it. Um, it's like um, like going to 13th grade. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of uh, silly people, comedians and it, the the dopest thing to me about wilding out is, is getting to know these people that you see in, you know on TV or, or social media and getting to know them mm-hmm. like for the people that they are and most of them are really dope. Some of them are assholes, so you get to learn that too. And that's and that's so cool. I want to know who's the asshole. Um, on uh, wilding out. Yeah, uh, you don't have to. Oh, okay. But I think I 
I it's think gonna take I me a second to see like only to make sure people knew who they was it ain't like i care about saying right shit. Yeah, yeah okay how did they even choose you for that like how do you get on that show i chose them oh <laughs> so like i said i did improv i did stand up and i promise you every time someone saw me and this is when wild and out was super popular I'm not saying it isn't now but you know i guess it depends on what age you are how how popular you felt the show was at the time. Mm -hmm. So this is probably when we were all around the same age when it was super popular and people were like, man, you need to be on Wild Now. Why you ain't on Wild Now? Mm -hmm. I, I swear I heard that every single place I went. So finally came down to it. They started doing, um, come, they came back. They bought the bought Wild Now back because they took a few seasons off mm -hmm. and they were doing auditions in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I went and did the audition part in Atlanta, did very well. Uh, Nick Cannon was there, all the producers, they were like, yeah, we like you. We're gonna send you to this workshop in Los Angeles that's right before the show. And if you make it through that, then you get on the show. I'm like, cool. So I'm there. I, I know a lot of the comedians there, some people that's from the West Coast from there, a lot of people from uh, All Deaf, um, what was it called back then? It's All Deaf Digital now, but whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of their um, cast mm -hmm. from there and there. And I was there doing my thing. I felt like I was one of the best ones there to the point that the day that everybody was supposed to start shooting for rehearsals for the first day, people were calling my phone like, hey man, the van's downstairs finna take us to set. Where you at? You're late. I'm like, man, I'm in the van too, but I'm on the way to the airport. They cut me. Everybody's like, what? Like four or five people. Even like the producer is even hitting me up like, yeah, sorry, this is kind of like a numbers thing. Whatever. It wasn't, it didn't, it didn't have to do with my talent. So even though it hurt at the time, I just knew um, it was something that I wasn't doing, mm -hmm. whatever it was or something that I wasn't. And that's cool. But I know that I did what needed to be done. So much so that when they moved, that show was in LA, when they came to Atlanta and bought it to Atlanta, I hit the producers up that reached out to me that to let me know how good I was. And was like, hey, you know, I'll volunteer to produce on the show, you know, be a, a writer, was called a consulting producer, which I didn't even know at the point. Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, we want to work with you anyway. I get there and do a couple things there, and Nick is like, "Yo, we gonna put you on the actual show." Whoa! So it goes. That's how it went. I I chose them. All right. Yeah. So is it safe to say that you are winning? <laughs> yeah, I've I've um I mean it's if it's all a game, um I think I'm up. You think I've you had have... wins and losses, but I think but I've had more wins right and losses right now. Yeah. How do yeah. you calculate that? Like, how what's your what's your idea of success? Like, what's that benchmark for you? Um. So I write goals down, Ooh. and I I actually repeat them in a mantra type manner every morning. And when I'm knocking those off, that's yeah. success. That's, that's just pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry for me. Wow. Like if I can if I can visualize something and then do it, that's like whoa. Even that's if it's crazy. something small, like one day, one day, because I always used to say this and put I even put this in my mind and put it out in the atmosphere. Like I'm not good at building stuff. You know, like when you get some furniture or mm -hmm. like a. The IKEA, yeah. uh, yes, mm -hmm. yes, a TV stand or something. I'm like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And, and one day I just ordered, during COVID, I ordered a massage chair. Mm -hmm. And when it came, I opened it, I said, oh, shit, <laughs> this is a lot. But I did it. I did it. I was so excited. <laughs> Yo, listen, you would have thought I built a car. <laughs> but oh, I did man. it. And that right there let me know that if you, like, people you say it all the time. If you put your mind to something, you could do it. And also, if you feel like you can't do something, you won't be able to. Mm. And that was like a uh, something I always heard and knew. But just, I guess, 
be, being so visceral and right in my face at a time where shit was kind of just down and desolate and yeah. everybody everybody was sad and everybody was fucked. This was like in the height of not only COVID, but like the George Floyd and every other thing that was going on in that moment. So it, it was just all just kind of came to me. And ever since then, it's like, if I can set myself on a goal, no matter how big or small it is, if it's a small goal, it can move me on to the next goal. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All right, talking about success. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the opposite of success. Let's talk about some struggle meals. What's a struggle meal that you could still eat right now? Man, nigga biscuits. I used to, <laughs> my struggle meal was nigga biscuits. What is now, that? now only reason. Uh, oh, I'm gonna tell you what it is now. When I tell you the recipe, just know I had an EBT card, so this is why it's probably more than more than a struggle. Yeah. It feels like it's less than a struggle meal. So I used to get Hawaiian rolls, right? Mm -hmm. And used to get turkey bacon, put it on the um, former grill, and some cheese, mm -hmm. and put it inside the biscuit. And that's it? Hell yeah, that was it. Maybe some mustard if you feel fancy. Not, not cinnamon and sugar on a piece of Cinnamon and sugar don't sound like struggle. <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon was, don't sound like struggle. Wait, if you just off, got extra was, cinnamon. That's my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I see. But like I said, I had an EBT card. That's the only reason I even had Hawaiian rolls. Oh. But that's what set it off to make it to where I would eat one right now if you had it. Got it. Mm -hmm. Going back to when you were younger, do you have a teacher that you looked up to? Man. Oh, good question. Um, Miss Telia Farrow, teacher's aide, third grade. Mm. She went to, I'm from Los Angeles. She was in UCLA, um, obviously um, going to graduate. And UCLA has a black graduation. A lot of major, people don't know this, a lot of major universities have an African-American part of their graduation. I know North Carolina has one and UCLA has one. So obviously you can go to the main graduation, but they also have one for the minority students. Mm -hmm. So in her graduation, she chose, um, she was in performing arts, she chose to uh, create a play so we could perform for her graduate class. Mm -hmm. And that play was kind of like Charles Dickens' Ghost of Christmas Past, but this was a young gangbanger that went back in time what? to meet Dr. King, Shaka Zulu, and another, I forgot who the other person, maybe Frederick Douglass. Uh -huh. I played Shaka Zulu. And I did that in front of psh, several thousand people, mm -hmm. third grade. Wow. And that was like, whoa. So I I looked up to her from that day on because she showed me something that, obviously I didn't know what it was at the time, but she showed me what I'm doing right now. Wow. So shout out to Miss Tellia Farrell. She's probably still alive. She should be. Mm. Let's talk about Atlanta a little bit. <clears throat> All right. How do you feel about these BBLs that's out here? Man, you know what's crazy? I was uh, looking... <laughs> My grandparents on my father's side are still alive, thank God, they're in their 90s, they're um, in an um, assisted living home. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you about the BBLs in the assisted living home. Talk about <laughs> it. It's so many diapers on top of big old booties. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, like, you know how old, like, BBLs and, like, well, not even BBLs, I shouldn't say, but, like, butt implants yeah. are and implants, like, chest implants. So think about it. Like, those people are going to have to get old at some point. And they're here. Like, the video vixens that was getting that stuff, they just, it's out here. So that's what I think about. So you game. saw that? Yeah. Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh my God! Y'all didn't yeah. y'all didn't think this Ain't out clearly, y'all. Eating, eating rice pudding with that big old butt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's um I, I'm not uh I'm not mad at it. Obviously, um you know it's a dangerous thing, man. Rest in peace to Jackie, um, DC Young Fly's um, wife. She passed away from yeah. you know having that mommy makeover surgery. So I, it's obviously. Um, very dangerous, but at the same time, I'm all for um, the Deion Sanders 
uh, frame of mind where you look good, play good, you play good, they pay good type situation. So um, if you if if you have something that you feel like can make you look better and it's going to make you feel better and ultimately make you a better person, go ahead and do it. I love it. But there's also do your research because a lot of them are don't do well. They don't take well. They don't look well. Mm. You know what I mean? And get the get it to your body type. Like they should have like an ankle ratio <laughs> at the doctor. I said, well, I, you had to get thicker ankles to come back and okay. then I can give you your booty. I'm yeah. gonna say thicker thigh ratio yeah. too. A thicker thigh ratio can help too, because it'll be like if, if somebody was making a building and they just threw something little at yeah. little base. You're like, yo, you, we can't. You will not get a permit for this building, <laughs> <laughs> so you should not get a booty permit, a BBL permit, if your ankles ain't big enough. <laughs> I love it. We should pass that into law. I'm with it. You cannot get a permit for that butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about dating. I got mm -hmm. a few, few questions about dating. Do right. you think women now have unrealistic expectations of men? Yeah, for sure. Why? Now? Mm. I have no idea what the answer to that. Oh, you say, why do I think that? Yeah, oh, or oh. What, what kind of examples? Um, I think that, and you know what? Let me let me think on this because I tend to fall I tend to fall victim to the stuff that everybody else does and to look at what you see on the internet and think that that is the general consensus mm -hmm. when it just happens to be your algorithm. Mm -hmm. So you know you see women there, that's where you get the most of your research from, and they are uh, making a list of the man that they they're not settling for unless they get this type of man, and when you put that list together, it's a very low percentage of men on earth that are gonna fit into that. So it's basically cap. <laughs> it's basically cap what they're saying. So, um, you know, it is unrealistic, but if it's realistic for you, who am I to judge that? You know what I mean? If you feel like, all right, I'm gonna get the guy that makes six figures this and that's successful and that's hardworking, but also can stay with me and yeah. help with the kids and yeah. has a 12 inch penis and all that. <laughs> Not 12. Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be the list. Who's dying from this. <laughs> okay, wait. Does a woman's body count really count? Um, I think it counts to somebody that ain't fucking them yet. Ooh. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think nobody really cares. Like, who's been there because like are, do you think you got a virgin mm. at one point and secondly like does it what what does it matter to you like uh, i mean it, at the end of the day if you want them to get tested that's one thing just say that yeah you know what i mean you don't have to say how many people so you, you think been that's with what trying it is? To they it. want them to get to or they i would hope i mean what else the, what's the other reason kind of safe sex I, I would I would I would think you never know why I don't ask that question, but yeah. you never know why someone would. But I would think that if I would ask that question, it would be just kind of a safety issue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hold on, you fucked six dudes last week. That is <laughs> that's something I need to know. I mean, I need to know your overall body right. count, but your last ninety days is kind of important. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah, damn your whole body count. Just give me give me the last ninety. Steve Harvey said 90 days before uh, whatever, you lay, you lay down with a man, so go ahead and let me get your 90-day Carfax. Get that injury report <laughs> on that vagina. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so now, nah, never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in the answer for body counts for the last 90 days <laughs> for safety purposes only. <laughs> but I really don't care as a, as a human. I don't care, like, who you in with, who, who you done or whatever. You know right. what I'm saying? What's a deal breaker for you when it comes to dating? Do you have them? Man, um, 
Someone being not being interesting. If I have to entertain, like I entertain for a living, so mm -hmm. if, I, if I have to entertain at every turn, I'm probably gonna get bored. Yeah, or just be like, I could just do, be by, by myself. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So gotcha. that would be one of a few things, probably. All right. Okay. What are some of the worst types of women or men? Oh, well. I know you do the list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the worst types of women are the ones that um, complain about everything and make stuff everyone else's fault, like lack of accountability for mm. for anything. Mm -hmm. And you'll see it. Like I said, once again, online, you see them complaining. Like you probably follow women. I got homegirls that complain about every single thing. You're like, girl, if you just have a better outlook on life, you might be better at life. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think those are the worst type of women. And it's also sad because I feel like part of their environment and then just how, especially when you're a black woman, how you just getting beat down by everything, dude. society, um, your job, shit, black men, mm -hmm. um, men in power, whatever it is, you're just getting beat down by all of that. So that can formulate you to be like, nothing is working for me or everything is yeah. someone else's fault. So it's, it's, a, it's a fucked up dichotomy but I really don't like that attitude. What about men? What are some the worst type of men? Mm -hmm. um, clout chasers, I guess. Ooh. I don't even know if I like that word either. But I guess that's the best. That is a great definition for it. Yeah. Um, uh, some people use it to, to their advantage. I'm not mad at that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I actually saw his interview with a Money Bag Yo the other day, and he was saying before he got on, he would make sure that he was like, I clout chase for real. He said, I'll make sure that I get in this picture with this rapper or do this. And he was showing all the pictures back in the days and he was like, it worked to my advantage. Mm. So I get that. But like, if you just a dude, <laughs> you know, and you just trying to rush up and take pictures that, to show other women that you like know a famous person, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't like that. And yeah. sometimes I go through people's like Instagrams. I'm like, what yeah. do you do? Man. Nothing. Nothing. You know what? And I, I kind of, it's weird because I don't like taking pictures with people like that. Mm -hmm. I just feel like to live in a moment and it's cool and they have stories about it. Yeah. But I kind of do wish maybe like I had some pictures, like just for my own, mm. my own keeping. Like, oh, damn, I was with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Speaking of stories, can you mm -hmm. tell me one of your a Cali story or a hood story? Hood story. <laughs> I stayed, I, I was born and raised in Inglewood, but moved around a lot, just like a lot of uh, single parent um, families. And one of the neighborhoods I stayed in is the jungle. And you watch Train Today? Hmm. Yeah, that's where Denzel's what? baby mama lived and where he got shot in the ass. That's where I stayed. Like the <laughs> We couldn't, the real school bus stopped coming to, I talk about this on stage, the real school bus stopped coming to pick us up because he was scared. What? Yeah, it was like, nigga, how scared do you think we are? We are <laughs> seven years old and it's four in the morning. You know, your mom bring you out there early for that school bus. He'd be out there at dark when the nigga right. finished clocking out for right. gangbanging. They just <laughs> So we had to take a real bus. Yep, had to take a real bus. Like a real, like, transit. The RTD is what it's called. What? It still is it. In Rapid Transit District, we called it Rough, Tough, and Dirty. And I had to take it through a bunch of different gang neighborhoods. And I'd be telling the story like, you can't wear a certain color. So my mom would put me in a business suit. So I like to say, <laughs> had a briefcase in a business suit going to school. And I tell the gang bangers, I'm just trying to make it home to see my son. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I told him every day just to get home. They'd be like, all right, let little man go. He got a son. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Give me some voices. Can you can you, uh, can you do like a reverend trying to get some? Man, you know what? <laughs> this this interview needs to be under the sag rate because you are putting me to work. God damn. <laughs> <laughs>
like, I got a, I got a thespian here. This is right. acting chops. All right, a, a, rever- a reverend voice? Yes. All right, doing something in particular or just uh, a reverend Just asking voice? for some booty, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, uh, if you turn your ass to page one, <laughs> you'll see my thumb there. <laughs> Just to hold it steady. My, my, my. Wish I had a witness in here. Some <laughs> say. <laughs> I can't. I can't. can't. You're making me bring character. <laughs> I used to go to church a lot, too, when I was younger. So, you know Did you saying? have a pastor that sounded like that? Uh, nah, I had a pastor that used to. He was so funny to me because he. Every, I knew when he was about to end church because he always like closed with the same joke, like not the same joke, but mm. he's always. And when he be like, "I'm so glad, ha, I'm so glad, ha, he chose me, ha, I'm so glad, ha, I'm so glad, ha, he died for me, <laughs> I'm so glad." Like if I see him this day, I want that nigga. I'm so glad. <laughs> And his daughter, his daughters are like around, like one of his my age was a little younger. I'll be saying them, I'm so glad. <laughs> so yeah, man, shout out to Reverend Nesbitt, man. You Straight fun. Up. You're a lot of fun. You're I appreciate fun. it. So tell you ready? Oh, oh shit. Uh-huh. I thought we were doing the thing nope. already. We ain't started. Nope. <clears throat> For random questions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay. <clears throat> These are random questions. Rapid fire. If you got a story, go for it, but mm-hmm. just wrap it. All right. All right. <clears throat> Should men pee st- standing up if they keep missing? Men should pee standing up all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> to cut you off. But what? 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 If they keep the, missing the target. Only person that's just, only men that should sit down and pee should, are in a wheelchair. <laughs> what? Nigga? <laughs> No way. You should be physically injured and have to lay down and have to sit down to pee. All right. Only way. Okay. How important is it to have your side teeth? <laughs> Man, very important. Actually, they say that um, a lot of diseases in general lead to something that comes through like through your gums and exposed gum lines. So, hell yeah, it's actually really important. Like gut health mm. and are not even just oral health. Yeah, mm. hell yeah. Okay. If you came up missing, where will we find you? Define missing. 24 hours, like legal, police Let's missing. Let's go with 48 hours. 48 hours missing. Um, man, my living room. I got a projector screen. <laughs> so we just t- find you at home? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't looking. This, <laughs> so the fuck you find me? <laughs> nah. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, the High Museum. Okay. In Atlanta. All right. I guess I could. I could stay there hours. for a couple days. I like that. Like, Smart that man. somewhere for me to sleep. And Smart somewhere man. to eat. Okay. That's just a tough question. I got you. <laughs> Where does Trump find his audacity? Uh, from his whiteness. Mm. Trump is every he's what every white person wants to say and do. Not every white person. Every racist white person wants to say and do. And I want to make sure that I clear that up because I talk about white people a lot. And the ones that I'm talking bad about that I call crackers are actually racist white people, not just white people in general. So I want to make that clear because I do that a lot without clearing it up. Thank you. PSA, guys. Mm-hmm. He's not really talking about you. No, nah, just the racist white people. Just and that's what Trump is, and he gets it from just, he's never been told no. And white privilege is fucking strong. You mm. know? It's really yeah. strong. Malcolm or MLK? Fighting? No. Mm. Who who you riding with? Do you like the ideology of Malcolm or the ideology of Martin Luther King? Um... 
Martin Luther King got laws passed. Malcolm X got shit done. Ooh. So it depends on what you like most. I like, I like that shit answer. getting done. Okay. Some people might like laws passed, but I but I still don't believe in the government and the judicial system that's enforcing the laws. So it's tough to go with that. Gotcha. Savory or sweet? What do you like? Say oh, savory or sweet like grits? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put sugar in my grits. You put sugar question. in your grits? I rarely eat them, but yeah, oh, okay. that's what was done for me. Like oh, I don't so cook you, or nothing. Like if if however it's prepared, that's how I'm gonna eat it. You put butter in there, that's how I'm gonna eat the motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. All right. I made, but it, do my, you prefer I made it my point in life to not learn how to cook. <laughs> Just find someone <laughs> who could do it for you. But do you prefer savory food or sweet food? No, savory. I guess I've never thought about that. You never word. thought about that. Yeah. Like give me something savory. Right. I never. Right. That mm, made me so I'm old. For something. Right. I feel like a pair of sandals would come on my plate. <laughs> Here you go, old nigga. Savory eating ass nigga. <laughs> yes, I'm All right, rank these cities. I'm sure you've been to all of them. Atlanta, New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami, D.C. And what am I ranking? Just where would you want to live? Like, what's popping? Miami, just because I'm a beach person. Okay. Um, Atlanta, L.A., mm-hmm. D.C., mm-hmm. You know what? I haven't spent enough time in Chicago, so I'm gonna put them last after New York. Okay, Got I it. do not like staying in New York. Mm, yeah. I like the vibe sometimes. I mean, yeah, you know what? It is cool, but it's just like I'm a comfort person. Like I said, you'll find me in my living room, and New York is an uncomfortable place. Mm. You can't really get comfortable there. Plus, who wants to fight all the damn time? To do what? Just to do stuff. Like you know, in Atlanta or just the South in general spoils you. Like in terms of just running to go get something real quick or running Walmart or running da da da, running the gas our station. And houses are huge as hell. And then you got space and then there's not somebody on top of you and you don't hear other people's conversations all day. And then um, there's cats on the street, but the rats are the same size in New York. Y'all got cat rats. <laughs> Maybe if you put the trash inside, you wouldn't have so many cat rats. Oh my God. Okay. Women in her. F- okay. Who would you date? Okay, mm, I don't want to say date. Who would you smash? Okay, here you go. Turn it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you smash in their fifties? Famous. Angela Bass. Oh, she's like seventy though. Okay, she, she ain't she? Like, ain't she? Yeah. Hey I, Siri. <laughs> how old is Angela Bassett? Sixty-four. Golly, she looks good. Uh, you smash Angela. Angela Bassett, and not for nothing, uh, Beyonce. I mean, no. Um, Tina. Hold on, she in her 40s, Beyonce? No, she ain't in her 50s, though. Oh, you said 50s. 50s okay, yeah. that, but anyway, I yeah. wasn't going to say her, but her mama. But I feel like Nia Long's in her 50s, right? Gabrielle Nia Union? Nia Long is in her 50s. Gabrielle just turned 50. Sinai. I'm really close with Dwayne Wade, so I would not fuck oh, okay. his wife. Um, yeah. Sanai? Sanai Lathan is, I don't know. You seen her finger length? <laughs> it's very little people-ish. Look it up. I don't want that on my back. I don't think my dick going to stay hard if I got the little fingers on my back. That's why I didn't. Uh, damn, I was about to Not get too deep. <laughs> it's a little reality little junk that was on my on my bumper like that but I was like I just can't have them little hands <laughs> alright Tyler last question <clears throat> it's the end of the world end of, end of everything I don't know if take you me. believe take me I don't believe you <laughs> I don't think you I don't uh-uh. know I like hot that. showers and good smells <laughs> and the end of the world don't have neither one of them <laughs> alright everyone's dead 
You're hitting me too. Like, why do I want to be? <laughs> let me let's let's ask that question. Why do people want to survive the end of the world? It's meant to be over, nigga. Let it happen to you. Oh, I would do this and this and this and live with the rats and eat up with the. Why? 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 You gonna start? You think you about to be the next uh, Joseph or whatever? <laughs> Have a hundred kids? No, you're gonna die from a fucking. Uh, you're gonna splinter. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. What What am I doing at the end of the world? God is talking to you up there. What do you want him to say to you? Come on. <laughs> Your name on the list. Yeah. What you mean? <laughs> Good job, my good and faithful servant. Pull up. We here. We've been waiting on you. And I'd be like, bro, I was waiting on you. What are you talking about? You left me down here with Trump, nigga. <laughs> Tyler, you think you did good? <laughs> I had a good time. No, no, no. In life, you think oh, you did good? Oh, I thought you meant you thought you gave me, a, <laughs> gave me an interview grade. <laughs> that's a weird way to ask that out. question. Just, I can't, I can't just so you know, that's a weird way to close that question out. Um. I, I think I have, and I think I have more to go. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm excited about. All right, cool yeah, for sure. All right. Tell and the thoughts and views of the Smitty and D show do not reflect <laughs> Tyler Chronicles because I love Patty Labelle and Anita Baker and Angie Stone. Oh, yeah. I know y'all said that, but y'all said that right oh, before y'all killed that. them. Yeah. <laughs> he said, and I love Angie Stone, <laughs> but don't nobody want to hear a black brother. I said, damn. <laughs> Angie Stone called a stray on the Smitty and D. And then right before, right before that, you hit, uh, you hit Patty LaBelle with a strike. <laughs> I love Patty. Uh, was it Patty? I feel like it was Patty. We were oh, talking, talking about, about the BT Awards. Yes. It was. Oh yeah, see, yes. I love Patty. She didn't know none of her, but she didn't know none of her words. Well, yeah. she couldn't read the prompter, guys. I was there. Oh, she, is that she, what it was? <laughs> yeah, she couldn't read the teleprompter. Oh. Yeah, she probably needs to. Because all I, I thought on. was this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey Siri, how old is Patty LaBelle? He wants to smash Patty. Patty LaBelle is 79 years old. No, I'm trying to tell you why oh. she can't remember her fucking lines. <laughs> you want to get on this 79-year-old lady for not remembering 700 songs that she's written in her life. You are you know, every, hard on people. Everybody said that. No, I wasn't. I just wanted to point that out. I love me some Patty. But I, I knew mean, she was. Pointing it out is being hard on her. You make sense? <laughs> yes. Telling an 80-year-old woman you forgot something is wild. It's not nice. <laughs> I'm here all night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell them where they can find you. Tyler Chronicles on all streaming platforms. Thank you, Smitty and D, the show. I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all appreciate it. Yeah. Well, again, guys, thank oh, you. Oh, shit. I'm going to okay. be on BMF season three. What? Yeah. If you you should have led with that. I think, man, God is good, so I forgot. Yeah. You should have led with that, shit, sir. You got an editor. The same nigga that don't want the stairs in there telling him to throw <laughs> I'm throw me at that part of the top. We good. Well, he's going to be on DMF, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. That will wrap it up for us. Thank you again, Tyler, for coming Thank through. You. Tyler Chronicles. Yeah. Thank you for coming through. Guys, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And if you want to get in contact with us directly, you can reach out to us at info at smittyand.com. Again, that's info at smittyand.com. Share this directly to someone that you think likes it. Like somebody that has yeah. a like mind like you. That's what you do. Don't just share it out into the atmosphere. Share it to like 10 people that you think like stuff like you like. That's that's important. Thank you for that clarification, Tyler. Appreciate yeah, it. I'm telling you, it's very important because a random share did nothing done. But a share to somebody like a group chat of your friends is way more important than a random share. Hey, we need we might need to correct that producer. Thank you. All right, guys. That'll wrap it up for us. Take care of one another. 